0: We're going to start at Adaf, Rabotai. Davyul Aleph Amud Bet. We left off yesterday. Okay. begat. No, we did this already. No, we didn't. Did we? Hold on. Does anyone remember? I'm unmuting everybody. Hold on a second. We got up to We got up to T'nan. Who was who talking? Who said that? That, that oh, was Leon? Leon? That was Leon. Hi Leon, how are you doing? How are you, Rabbi? Awesome, Baruch Hashem. Ready, Rabbi. Rabbi, Rabbi, quick question. Yes. Are we allowed to stay De'Alim at night in these circumstances? No. Okay. Quick answer. Okay, we're ready, guys. Tenan. Mute everybody, Rabbi. What's that? Mute everybody. You got it. Anyone who wants to uh, mute, unmute yourself, you have the ability. Okay. When I do my twelfth, when I do my twelfth grade class, uh, I never give them the ability to unmute themselves. You guys, you can do what you want. I'm not worried about you guys. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Sam Jamore onto the chat. I want to point out that uh, today um, he had his sister's wedding today. It was uh, a beautiful affair. Exactly 50 people. I was happy to be there. And I want to wish him and his family only semachot, mabruk to him, and Bezat Hashem will all be dancing at his wedding, which will be a huge wedding, inshallah. Okay, Sam? Bezat Hashem, a huge wedding for you. Thank you, Rabbi. i Not a small one. Hello. <laughs> big, big. Got it? Thank you, Rabbi. I appreciate everything. Okay, love you. Let's go. <clears throat> Tanan, first we're in a line. We said in the Mishnah, <laughs> A tailor should not go out with his needle, before it gets stuck. Okay? We don't let him go out before it gets stuck. Right? Maybe he'll make a mistake and he'll leave. Now the Mishnah neglected to mention how exactly is this tailor carrying his needle? so says the Gemara my love let's presume incidentally every time you see the word my love the Gemara is going to reject it my love let's presume let's assume that he has the needle in his lapel people often you find out that um, tailors who want to leave their needles handy to be able to sew up things in a jiffy often will leave their their needle in their lapel so we're assuming that he's leaving it with it in his, in his lapel. And if so, it would only be Yisua de because he's carrying it in an abnormal fashion. So we're assuming that, now, the depth of this is as follows. Understand that if it's true that we're talking about carrying it in your lapel, so we have like what's called a Gezera le gizera. It's like a double gizera Because even carrying on Shabbat with a mahat in your lapel is only de and for we to make it for us to make it a surah to go out on Friday afternoon with a needle in your lapel in your lapel is a double gizera. We're telling you, number one, don't do it on Shabbat, and even don't do it on Friday because you might go out with it on Shabbat. That would be a double gizera. So the Lord says, let's presume that it's in your lapel, and if so, it's a double gizera. And you see that you can do double gizeras on the lebanons. Lord the says, lo, the, the mishnah is talking about a case where the guy is carrying the needle in his hand. Says me. Tashma will bring you a proof. If you remember before we were we <coughs> We were talking, Abaya and Rava were arguing about a case of a guy who was in a Carmelite. If you have a guy in a Carmelite, which is a isur de rabanan do the rabbis make an Isur on him to to lean over and take a drink with a cup from a stream that's in another ishut? And Abaya had said, if you remember before, Abaya said it was the same thing. And you have to have a out like that, just like Anisud Rabbanan and Deoraita. Tashma. the Abayah is going to bring another proof now. It says that a, uh, uh, says that a, a tailor should not go out with a needle that's stuck in his garment. My love, the Gemara is presuming now, of Shabbat, the Mishnah must be talking about Ed of Shabbat. And you see that we do make double Gezerot, says the Gemara. No, it's not talking about that. When we said not to go out, we're talking about on Shabbat. Um, why? Because the rabbis are worried that maybe if you go out with really carrying it in your lapel, should be mutat medoraita. The rabbis made a gizera that if you go out with it on your lapel, you might say, what's the difference if it's in my lapel, or it's in my hand, when then you do the But, in fact, in fact, it's talking about Shabbat, so it's not a proof. Says the Gemana of the Hatanya, didn't we learn in a brighta Lo Shabbat Here it says straight up, this is telling you, this is giving you a question on Rava. Rava said that there's no problem from drinking from a Caramelite. Here we see there is a problem. It says, mm-hmm. a, a tailor should not go out with his needle stuck in his garment, and it says Erev Shabbat. So, so you see, against Rava that we oh, do make this Gizidah, the Gizidah problem. He says, no, Rav will answer, no. The, that author who says he can't do it, that's a Rehuda. Because holds, He says, a tailor carries things in the way of a tailor. And since a tailor normally keeps it in his lapel, for a tailor to go out with in his lapel is the same thing as Carl Pindick taking it out and, it, it, it's, I'm sorry, it's not the same thing as Carpidic taking it out in his lapel. Because Carl's not a tailor. Carl's a salesman. And for a salesman to wear in his lapel, that's a shinui, that's a change. And that would be uh, not carrying Uraita. But for it, Rabbi Yehuda holds that if a tailor would carry it out, then the tailor would be Chayav. Okay? And therefore... So the 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 brighter that says that a tailor can't go out on shmat is saying specifically a tailor, and the authors of who says that a tailor go taking out his way is the problem. How do we know? Tanya, we learned in the braiter. Taylor should not go out with a mahat, which is tichula. Oh, wait a second. I was supposed to. Oh, I was supposed to give you guys the daf. Everyone has the daf in front of you. There is a way I could share my screen. You could see a daf in front of you. I was supposed to do that, but. If anyone needs one, I can put it up. If, raise your hand if you need a daf. Is it, would anyone like it? No one's raising their hand. Okay, you're all good. I have to remember for next time. Okay, lo hayat lo nagad and also a nagad a carpenter should not go out Bikisam with his kisam. Shebe'ozno, which is in his ear, they'll put a little a little um, piece of wood in his ear. V'lo Sorek shebe'ozno. He shouldn't go out. The guy who sorek the begadim shouldn't go out. Ralph, you want to tell us what sorek begadim is? I'm not using the article tonight, Rabbi. Ah, uh, who's 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 giving us the sorek? Dennis. And I put a, like, uh, yeah, Okay. Well also a sorek Bigado. If a guy who's what's that? A guy who's okay, a guy who's combing his his beard, right? Should not go out be the hook and not a weaver be area with the wool. Be that's in his ear. Lo not a not a painter. Bedugma with the um, with the sample. What's that? Sample. sample. With the sample, good. She which is around his neck. There a painter who shouldn't go around with a sample around his neck. V'lo shulchani and not a money changer. Bedinar be with the with the money that's on his ear. yatsa. And if any they all went out, patur. They're patur. This is tanakama. Patur abalasur. Devei Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Udaomed Uman derech umnato chayav. Rabbi Uda says since all these guys are tradesmen and this is the way they normally go out, they are chayav when they go out in all these ways. adam <told> patur. <sound> Everyone else patur. So we'll answer the question and say it's not a question on Rava because the author was Rabbi Uda. Now we're going to discuss. The, the su- subject of Zav. Now, we've discussed the Zav and Azava Zava before. In the Mishnah, we discussed the Zav. A Zav is a, a, a man who has an emission coming out of him, which makes him Tameh. Now, you need to know the following thing. If the Zav, a Zav is similar to a Zava, when a Zav or a Zava have a they see blood for a girl to see blood or a zav to see in his emission. If they see it for one day, they tamer yom kineged yom, which means they'll be tamer for one day. Uh, nowadays, we always worry, but every girl always needs seven clean days because that's a chumrah that our ladies took on 2,000 years ago. But from the Torah, a woman who sees blood for only one day is only tamer. Nida for... Seven days, and if it's Zava blood, which I'm not going to get involved in what's Nida blood, what's Zava blood, but if it's Zava blood, then she's Tamir for just one day. If she sees blood for three days in a row, then she becomes a Zava Gidola, and she needs to have seven clean days. Also, a Zav is the same thing. He doesn't see blood. He has from Otomacon, from that place, he'll have an emission come out. And that emission, if it lasts for three days straight, makes him a, zava, a zav, a Zav, a big Zav who needs seven clean days. Okay? So, it seems like in the olden days, this discharge would come out of the man. It, he would have a, a little, some cotton, I guess, in his underwear or something like that, or whatever, that something that's hanging under his body to catch the discharge when it comes out to see if he's going to be Tameh. So he has to wear it out on Shabbat or, or during the week, whenever day it is. So the, let's learn the, in the bright inside. Tani Chada, we learned in one bright time. Lo Yetzia Kiso. A Azav, who happens to be having Zavut come out of him on Shabbat, is not allowed to walk outside with his pocket around Otomakom with cotton to see if the stuff is coming out of him. I guess it's like a pad. V'imyatsah and if he goes out with this pet, Patur is Patur Avalasur. Patur Abalasur, it's only Dirabanan. Vitan Yedah the different brightness says, Lo Yatse Azav, the Lo Yatseh, Viim Yatsa Khayav, Khatat, he says Khayav Khatat. Make up your mind. Is it uh Isur Dawita and he brings a he brings a korban to the Beta Mikdash? Or do we say that's not a Isur Dooraita? let's make it make up our mind. Which one which one is it? Amr of Yosef, lo'kash, it's not a question. Ha'ar bimi'ir, ha'ar Yuda? One is the bimi'ir, who says that, just like we said by the umnim, by the tailor, that if he carries out he's patur, so i will say if Tazav carries out his patur. And the b'yudah who says the tailor is chayav, he'll say that the Tezav is chayav if it's beautiful. Amar le'abaye, Abaye doesn't like that. When do you see someone do it, that's something that's not normal. Nobody can, walks around with those things. That's what Rameer says, that you're patur, it's because it's not normal. But in a way that is normal, did you ever hear that Rameer would say that you're patur? Even Reb, Rabbi wants to say that even Rameer, who was lenient by the case of the needle, would be strict when it comes to this case, because Rameer would say, yeah, it's abnormal to go out with a needle, but every Zav walks out with this stuff, and therefore it's normal. El if that would be true, now he's, he's now saying, he's like kind of making fun of it. He's saying, oh yeah, you think it's true that a Zav goes out, and Rameer will say, you're patur? How can it be? El if so. Hedyot kav bekat, if you have a guy who chisels out let me just give you a... to explain his making fun, I'll explain to you that a... if you have a um, a professional um, chiseler, he'll chisel out three calves of wood out of a a piece of wood. And an amateur guy will only do one calf. So the Mora is saying, if if you have an amateur guy, who chisels out a piece of wood from a from a from a plank you can say according to Mir you want to say it's not chayav? you want to say a guy's allowed to chisel out, if he chisels out wood he's not chayav because he's an amateur of course not, Remeir would never say such a thing he did a job, he did a ma'aseh and he'd be chayav, and if, so therefore this too when the guy carries out this piece of zav cloth he is doing it in a way. He's doing it in a way that is accomplishing what he needs to do. And therefore, of course, he should be Chayav also, even according to me here. Not a question. When we have one saying Patur and one saying Chayav, the one that's saying patur is talking about Azab who already saw three Diyot. Basically the idea is, the Zav is trying to see if he's a Zav, Zava Gidola, or, not zava. he's a Zav, whether he's a big Zav or a small Zav. If he's Shomer Yom K'neged Yom, if he only has one or two days, he only has to worry about two day, one day. Again, let me give you the rules. A Zav who sees for one day has to have one clean day. A Zav who sees for two days needs two clean days. A Zav who sees for three days needs seven clean days. So during day one and day two and day three, he needs to make sure he needs to make sure that it's coming out. But once the third one comes out, he's stuck for seven clean days anyway. So therefore, he doesn't need it. So that guy, when the brayter said Yipatur, it's talking about the guy who already saw three days. And when we said yechayav, we're talking about the guy who only saw two days, and he really needs to check to see if he's Azav zav. Of course, he's checking out. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I lost Sam. Carl, you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Everyone's lost. One more time, let's go back. See, this is the problem with this. I see all the guys. I can see the little blank expression. The guys who have the cameras off, I can't tell. Tal, are you with me? Tal? Yeah, Rabbi. No, you, you know yes. what I'm talking about, or you know So-so. So-so. Let's go back. Avi, you with me? You are with me. Okay, good. Avi's got it. Okay. Let's let's go one more time. Avi's okay. a rabbit. Gotcha, Rabbi. Oh, obviously Rabbi. Okay, fine. Let, let, let's, fo- let's focus, guys. Okay. Remember, we have two brightot that are a problem here. One Bright says that the Zav who goes out with this stuff to catch this, catch the stuff coming out of him. One says he's chayav on one says he's Patur an-shabah. We're trying to deal with this Brightot. So the one way we want to say is the one that says you're Chayav is because it, that's talking about a Zav who already saw two days. Since he saw day one and day two, he really needs to see if he's going to see a third day. And therefore, when he's carrying that thing there, he's carrying it for a constructive purpose. It's doing something. It's going to let him know whether he's a 3 days of or only a 2 days of. That's important, and that's why he's chayav. And the one that says, Yipatur, is talking about a guy who already saw three days. And since he already saw three days, what's well, the difference to him if he sees anymore? And therefore, he's not carrying it for any purpose. And since he's not carrying it for any purpose... Who cares? That's why you patur, and therefore we've we've made the brightos jive, because both of them—one's talking about a guy who needs to know whether it's coming out, and one's talking about a guy who doesn't need to know. Put thumbs up if you know what I'm talking about. Anyone with me? Give me a thumbs up, either physically. Leon's got it. Carl's got it. He seems good. Avi was good before. Benjamin, you with me? Somebody with the galaxy is good. Dan's with me. Okay, good. Tal was going to be formed. Let's go. The Gemara Gemara challenges that. What's the difference by, what's the difference of a guy saw two riyot? Why is he chayav? He has to check to see if he needs another day, if he's a third day. If so, Even the guy who has three days also needs to know. Because for seven clean days, he has to be able to check himself to see that he's clean, how's he gonna know he's clean unless he checks himself? So when he's carrying the stuff in his underwear to see if anything comes out, he also has a reason for it because he needs to see if he, this is his first clean day. And therefore, it's, it's a man is not like a woman. A woman has to make an actual check to see if she's clean. A man, he puts this keys over there, and if nothing comes out. He assumes he's clean. If he walks around with no underwear, then something could be dripping out. He won't know if he started his clean days. So he needs to put the stuff there to see if his a clean day. He needs it just as much as the other guy. Why are you saying, oh, this guy needs it, oh, uh, this guy doesn't need it? They both need it. One guy needs it to see if he needs seven clean days, and the other guy needs it to see if he started seven clean days. Everyone with me? Good. We needed it For a guy who already saw his third on that day. So watch what happens. First day, he saw the stuff coming out of him. Okay, counts day one. Second day, he saw stuff coming out of him. Counts day two. Third day, he saw something out of him. Counts day three. Now, he took off that piece and he's putting another one in there. Now, this second, this second one he's putting on the third day, he doesn't need because he already saw that day. He already needs seven clean days. So when he's putting it there, he's putting it for no purpose, and that's the brighter that says he's patur. He's patur because he doesn't need it that day, because anyway, he's already azav, azav. Is everyone with me? Good. Okay. Doesn't he need it so his So his clothes don't get dirty? This was my question when I started the whole thing. I said, I don't get it. He's only putting the stuff there to see if he's tamer. What about getting his clothes dirty? What is the guy going to walk around with stuff dripping out on his clothes? Embarrassing. Okay? So therefore, since he needs it also, he should be chayav because it's keeping him clean. Keeping you clean should also make you chayav. Are we clear, Ralph? You with me? No? Ralph, I lost you. You good? Okay. Says the Gemara... Okay, I'm, I'm unmuting everyone. I can't have everyone so quiet. Everyone's not going to try to be quiet. If you if it's noise by you, unmute yourself. I'm saying, if you, you have noise by you, unmute yourself. Okay. Amal ha'bizela <laughs> ha'itanahu. The, the reason why we said it is because it's a tana. How do we know? <laughs> The author of Al Mishnah holds that when a person is putting something, uh, when a person is putting something to save yourself from getting dirty, that's not called for a purpose. When I put uh, the cotton there to see if I'm tamer or not, that's called a purpose. But just to save yourself from not getting dirty, it's not a positive purpose, it's to avoid a negative purpose. Some rabbis say that avoiding a negative purpose... Why should you you get dirty? We're not saying that you should get dirty, Ralph. We're saying that there's a difference between doing something for a reason that you want or doing something to avoid something. When you're doing something for a positive purpose that you need, that's called a melacha. Then you're carrying for a reason. When I'm carrying something just to keep my clothes clean... That's not called carrying midoraita, according to these rabbis. So therefore, he wants to say, when I'm wearing it on day one, two, and three, over there I'm wearing to check. I'm doing it for a purpose. That's called (laughs) midoraita. But wearing something to avoid getting dirty, ah, that's just preventative. Preventative things this rabbi holds are not called they're not considered chasuv enough to make you chayav deoraita. Okay. Be fine with carrying an umbrella, just according to this rabbi. It sounds like Leon. That's an interesting one. Leon wants to claim that an umbrella is is nothing. So I so I want you to know this is very very relevant to a lady wearing a pad. Uh, whether a lady's allowed to walk around with a pad on Shabbat. Someone's talking here. I, I want to leave it on, but there's a little talking in somebody's house. Um, is relevant to this Gemara again. Why a lady is allowed to wear a pad? Why is it not carrying when she puts a pad in her underwear and walks around with it on Shabbat? Um, w- one of the reasons used by the rabbis is this gemara that call the Batinov If it's here only to um, save you, um, Benjamin, I think your your thing is making noise. Um, if it's here just to save you better from, better when was muted. Yeah, okay. You yeah, m- mute yourself if there's noise, but I really want to hear the feedback. Um, it's boring for me to hear myself. I like to hear a little feedback. Okay? Uh, this is one of the reasons why, why a lady is allowed to wear her, her item. If it's not benefiting you, you can do it on Shabbat. Uh, again, now, umbrella is a separate problem for many reasons, Leon. Umbrella is a problem because opening it is an oil automatically. Turning it over is making it oil automatically. de'oraita. As well as saving yourself for king off. I'm not sure if that includes... Uh, I'm not sure if that includes um uh saving your body. It's only if you save saving your clothes is not considered something, but saving your body from your head from getting wet might not count. Uh and therefore I don't think you should draw that parallel. Leon. Leave your umbrella at home next time. Get a get a rain hat, okay? Okay. Says the Gemara Haitanu, Amar la Metinuf Hashiv. And what's the proof? The Now, we're going to bring a proof to this from a Mishnah in Machshirin. Now, this is not an easy. This is the harder part of the of the Daf, guys. Machshirin is not an easy Masechet. It's one of the Masechetot in um, Ta'arot. Understand the following: In order to make something tame, okay, Um, for example, let's say I have a watermelon, right? And the watermelon just grew from the ground. The halachah is, while it's on the ground, it cannot get tamer while it's attached to the ground. Even if a dead body sits on it, or a guy who just touched a dead body touches it, that watermelon is still tahor. It cannot become tamer. And even a kohen like Nisim, Sam Jamur is allowed to use it as tinumah. It didn't get tamer, even though a dead man touched it. It's fine. However, once, or if it went in oil amet as well, however, once somebody washes it, and puts water on it, because Basuk says, Ki when someone puts water on it, that is makshir, that enables it to become tamir. Okay? So now, the water that goes on it, has to be water that goes on it, from someone who's thinking about it. If it falls on it, without someone doing it on purpose, it will not make it, it will not allow it to become tamir, if someone touches it. Rain, right. Rain, no one pours on it. doesn't mean anything. So listen to this case in Masechet Machshirin. The Tenan, we learned it in the Mishnah, Masechet Machshirin. We are now on the bottom, second to the bottom line of Yud Alef Amurah Abet. Ke'ara Let's say a guy takes a, Ke'ara means a a tray, and he puts it on top of a wall, In right, he has a tray on top of a wall okay and he puts it out there during the rainstorm and the water is landing on the tray and falling from the tray onto the watermelon got it? so again I take a tray I put it on the wall and the rain lands on the tray rolls off the tray onto the watermelon did that make the watermelon uh, able to become tamer or not? Okay? Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Um, Says the Mishnah. If the reason why I put the tray is because I wanted to wash it, so I figured I'll save myself a dishwashing. I'll just put it outside in the rain to clean it. Then. That's included in Kiyutan. And since it's included in kiutan, that, that watermelon can become tam. The Imbashfil turns to your bet. Shaloy Yilkea Kotel if you put the thing there in order that the kotel should not get uh, destroyed, maybe your kotel is still fresh and you don't want it to get wet, then then your watermelon cannot become temer. Because the water that's landing on the tray is landing on the tray not because you want it there, just because you want to protect something else. Oh, wait a second. You see that when you put something there to protect something else, it's not considered chashuv. So to our Zav, who's putting the cotton to protect his clothes, it's also not chashuv. Did everyone get what I just said? Thumbs up if you got it. You got it? Clear. Again, it's not chashuv, just like this is not chashuv. Thank you for all the thumbs. Just like... Uh, we not chashuv because it's protecting the tail, It's not water's not good. So too the cotton is not chashuv. Beautiful. That was the hard part, guys. You all got it. Great. What a what a class. What a class. Avi, I'm not asking. I know you got it. Okay. Says the Gemara. You didn't get it? Okay. I'll go back. Understand? There's two guys. There's a the the, the guy is stuffing himself with cotton. We said, oh, if you're stuffing yourself with cotton only in order to protect your clothes, that's not chashuv. Where do we know that from? We know it from the case of the wall. The guy on the wall, he's putting this tray there, if he's putting it, because he wants to wash it. Ah, oh, so you want the water there. Then when the water rolls off on your watermelon, your watermelon can become tamir if it goes in oil mint. But if you're putting it on the wall, not in order to wash it, you're putting it there because your wall is delicate and you don't want it to get wet. So then you're just trying to protect the wall. That's not chashuv. And then when it rolls off on the watermelon, the watermelon's not tamir. But you see that something that they protect is not chashuv. So to connect it to our and say that since the, when you put the there protectors close, it's not chashuv. Could you give me a tea? Yeah, yes. Rabbi, yes. rabbi. So if the if the water falls off onto the, the fruit onto the watermelon, the watermelon becomes, tamil, it becomes tamil. No, it's machshir to become tamei. It's not automatic tamei. It has to now, now go into oil Now it's susceptible, and if it goes to oil it could become tamei. Got it? No. Okay. Okay. That's The whole Masechet called Masechet Machshirin. Machshirin means, s- makes it kosher. It makes it kosher to become Tameh. Got it? But not Tameh, just kosher to become Tameh. Good. How uh, long do we get there? It's only Mishnayot. There is no Gemara on it. It's only Mishnayot. You have to learn on your own. Okay? Okay. We're doing good. We made it to Yudbet, which is where we're supposed to start this morning. Good. But the rest, the, it, it's a little easier now as we get moving along. Oh, you gotta get your uh, art school uh, good. Okay. Now the Gemara challenges. What? What's that? I want to get the art school for you. I can tell. I saw. Okay. Says the Gemara, Me dummy. Me dummy. How can you compare? Over there by the wall, you don't want the water at all. Right? <laughs> Kabaylehu lahaykis the Bez bezivah. Over here, you do want the you do want the stuff to go there. Over there, you don't want water at all. Here, I do want it to accept this item. Okay, why? Halodami el a This is more similar to the sefer of the of the Mishnah and Machshini. It says, "Arivah shi'ereh delaf l'tocha ma'im hanitazim ve'nebazin enan bechiutan." okay you have a case like this you have a case of you have a, a tray that you put to you put the tray in your in your living room to catch the drip from your roof you have a guy with a leaky roof Ralph and in order to deal with his leaky roof he says no problem I'll put a, a, a tray to catch the water now if it jumps out of it like it jumps in and jumps out and lands on a watermelon and a that's not Bechiyotan, but if it lands in it, it Bechiyotan, that is Bechiyotan, because you want it there. So let's look at this case over here. In this case, there's two guys, let's, let's, let's give a case over here. You have Leon Sical and Sam Jamor. Each one has a leak in his house on a leaky day, on a, on, on a day, okay? Both of them go and put pots there to catch it. Now, both of them have watermelons next to their pot. Now, Sam's watermelon is next to his pot, and it gets splashed by water that overflowed from the pot. He comes to the rabbi and says, Hey, rabbi, could this watermelon get tamer? He says, No, you didn't want the water there. You didn't want the water to roll over. You didn't want it there. It's not. It can't get tamer. Leon, on the other hand, takes the water that's in the pot. What happened? Uh, so, someone was talking. Okay, Leon, on the other hand, has the water land in his, land in his, um, Leon has the water land in his pot, and he takes the pot, and he pours the water on the watermelon. If he does that, everyone agrees that he's having, even though, oh, I didn't want it there. You didn't want the water in the pot, you'd rather it didn't rain. But once it rains, you want it there. So too, this guy, he doesn't he'd rather it wasn't coming out of him, but once it's coming out of him, he wants it to land in this thing. And therefore, in this case, everyone would agree that it should be chashuv. And therefore, don't bring the proof. Amen. Amen. Sorry, I shouldn't have told you guys not say amen. Okay, most rabbis say not to say amen, but. You're okay according to one or two opinions. <clears throat> right, it's a live chat too. now. Even live? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, some rabbis say it's okay. Most rabbis say no. Okay. Thank you, Alan, for the tea. Okay. says the Gemara. Ella. so now, we, again, we're back stuck. We don't have an answer to the two brightest. Why one zav says yepatur and one zav is chayav? Again, both guys are walking around with the thing in their underwear. One of them we say chayav, bring a korban. The other one said no korban. What's going on? Avi says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Ela Abaye Abay and Rabba and they both say the following. ha one writer which says Yechayav. that's talking about the Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says the chayav, and the other writer is be Shimon who says the that that's not needed for its own purpose is patur, and therefore everything works out well. Okay, in the end we came out the two writers, one written by two different rabbis, one who says gufa, yes, one no. Okay, Tani Chada, let's see the Gemara. Tani Chada, we are now about eight lines down. No, we are a little more than that. Tani Chada, hold on. Tani Chada. Eight lines down, eight lines. Eight lines lines down, okay, good. Tani Chada, Rabbi Ishmael. Okay, they learned to debate Rabbi Ishmael. A person allowed to go out with tipilin on Friday when it gets close to dark. Now, why are you allowed to go out with tipilin on Friday? Uh, why aren't we worried that you'll end up carrying it? What's the reason? Since we say a person's supposed to touch a tipilin every hour, since he's supposed to touch it all the time, we're not worried you're going to forget it because you going to touch it all the time? Okay. the tzitz. How do we know you have to touch it? It's a Kavachomen from Tzitz. The Tzitz is what the Kohen Gadol wears on his forehead. The Kohen Gadol would wear a gold thing on your forehead, which is Kodesh Lashem. He wears it on his forehead and it's held in place by three uh, strings. Okay? Three strings around his head, holding a plate that says Kodesh Lashem on his forehead. That's called the Tzitz. So now the tzitz only mentions Hashem's name once in it. Tifilin mentions Hashem's name many times, and it says the tzitz has to be v'ahiyah al mitzcho. Let's, let's read it. Kavuom etitz tzitz just like a tzitz she'en boel al It only mentions Hashem's name once. Amratorat Torah says al mitzcho tamid. It says you should put leave it on your forehead always. And what does it say always? Why does it say the extra word tamid? She. He's not allowed to take his mind off it. He has to always remember the it's on his head. Tifilin. So a Tifilin. Which has a lot of mentions of Hashem's name. How much more so he can't forget it. That's why we're always supposed to touch a Tifilin. There's something that says that right on the top of the siku by Shachit. Remember your Tifilin. You always have to know you have a Tifilin on. Right? So since you always have to know I have it on The rabbis don't make a and They allow you to walk out on Friday afternoon Wearing tefillin And we're not worried You'll forget Rabbi, why can't you say Just like before You're not supposed to be wearing tefillin It's not normal to be wearing tefillin on Shabbat So it's not like a normal thing to be wearing Okay, so Leon What, you, what you're unaware of Is that in the olden days People wore tefillin all day And it was Nowadays we stop wearing it Because people forget about it and people might pass gas. But in the olden days, people used to wear the all day. Okay? And therefore, aware, you're aware of that? I'm not aware. But even on Shabbat? Well, no. People don't wear it on Shabbat. But every time... We, we, listen, uh, people don't carry needles on Shabbat. But we do make a gezerah that you shouldn't walk around with a needle on Shabbat. Uh-huh. Right, so why shouldn't we make the same thing to The answer is since you have to touch it all the time, we're not making Gazilla. Are we clear, guys? This part's the easy part. Come on, let's go. Ah, therefore, He's going to remember and he's not going to end up walking on Shabbat with it. Tanya, we're going to Chananya Omer. We learn from Chananya. A person is supposed to check his garment on Friday before he leave, when it gets dark. Like we announced in shul. Freddy Ruse says, check your pockets. Amar Yosef. rabat Shabbat. This is a big halacha of Shabbat. person always has to check his pockets. We have to one, one, worry that he might have something in his pocket and carry on Shabbat. Says the Gemara. Lo yefle et... Kelav. A person is not allowed to clear his garments from lice. In the olden days garments were prone to have lice in them, and it was a job people don't want to end up scratching from the lice. So people used to go check your garments to remove the lice. Now we're wondering why is it a sure to check your garments from lice? we asked the question. Lawyer Flat Kelav bayom. You shouldn't even, you shouldn't check your garment for lice even during the day, it says. Maybe you'll end up killing the lice. Why? Because people, lice are these tiny creatures, and while you pull it off, you might squash it. And if you squash it, did of killing on Shabbat. How do we know? Who who says this? This is a bit the The Tanya, we It says, kina b'shabbat. If a person kills a kina on Shabbat, if you kill a louse, by the way, the word louse is singular for lice. Okay, in the in the mitzneim, the, the mitzrayim had lice, but the singular for lice is a louse. Okay, okay, um, okay? A person kill, uh, kills the lice on Shabbat. gamal. It's the same thing as killing a camel. As far as the Torah is concerned, there is no difference if you kill camels, you cut the camel's head off, or you squash a bug. It's the same exact thing. And therefore, the reason why they didn't want you to pull the lice out of your garments on Shabbat is we're afraid you'll kill it. And you kill it. It's like you killed a camel. And we said in the Mishnah, you should not read by candlelight. Why not? We're afraid you might tilt your um candle you know at the end if you ever light with oil candles you know it sparkles and sparkles at the end right and then it goes out now we don't really care if it goes out. We only light them on Shabbat, so we don't care. But in the olden days, when you had a candle and you see it start to spark, so if you're in the middle of a good book and you're getting to the punchline, or Rabbi Haber's giving you a very interesting class and you want to be able to read inside, so what you do is you, with that, you automatically tilt it a little bit to the side and you gather all the oil in one spot, and then you can get another three, four minutes out of it. And people used to naturally do that during the week as you're doing. You tilt it, and it's good. Now, the rabbis are worried that maybe if you we let you read on Shabbat by the candle, Shema Yateh, you'll tilt the candle a bit, and when you tilt the candle a bit, you'll be doing isur deoraita because you're bringing more oil to the to the flame that would have gone out, and you're making it last longer. That's isur deoraita. So the reason why the rabbis don't let you read by Shabbat is we're afraid that you'll go like this. Okay, that's called Shema Yateh. Maybe you'll tilt. Okay, not tilt the pinball machine, Carl. Tilt the candle. You got it? Okay. Okay. Or Dilma, or maybe. Maybe the reason why we don't let you do is the reason of the lice. Because we're afraid you'll kill the lice. Or maybe the reason for light is since you need light to see the lice. And if you we're afraid if we let you do it on Shabbat at night, you might end up tilting the candle to help you see the lice. Tashma, I'll bring your proof and pulling, you can't take lice out. And coding the order, you can't read the order. Right? So it says the brightness says, "Look, it says both. You can't do, you can't do lice removal, and you can't read for on end." It seems like they're equated to. it says, the same as the mission. The mission also mentioned both of them. We don't know what the reason is. So that's not a good proof." Tashma, another proof. It says, "And pulling the order, you can't take out delouse to the light of a candle. Van Korin, the one and you can't read to the light of a candle. Elamina, Elamina, Alato, Chamrubaliot, b'aliot, Chiske Ben these are some of the halachot that they learned in the attic of Hanabin Chiske Ben Guru, we see from here. <speaking in Hebrew> that both of them, Shemet, <speaking in Hebrew> because maybe you might tilt it. <speaking in Hebrew> okay, so if they both learn together, we see they're acquainted too. So therefore, the reason why you're not allowed to tilt is, not allowed to delouse. Is not because we're afraid you'll kill it. We know you won't kill it. We think that you'll understand not to kill it. But we're worried that maybe you'll tilt the candle in order to see better. I'm going to read that much more. Not only are you now allowed to read, but you're also now allowed to even use the candle to... Ch- What's that? Is that someone talking to me now? Okay. You, not even allowed to use the light of a candle to check to see if that's a skirt or a pair of pants that you have over there. To check them between yours right, and your wife's you clothes. Think? We're afraid that you might tilt for that also, according to this writer. Yes, Ralph? Why do they, why do they consider killing the la- louse and tilting the candle to the same thing? Like, why are those two things together? No, no. Again, we're not sure why the rabbi said you're not allowed to de-louse. Is it because we think that a guy's dumb enough to take the louse out and kill it on Shabbat? That's why you can't take it out? Or is it because it requires precision um, checking and you might tilt the candle? We know the rabbi said you can't deal out, so we don't know why. And right. we're trying to clarify why. I got you. okay. Okay? So. Amarava lo amaran ela d'bnei mechuzah. chaklaita medayada yada when did we say that you can't check to what, what, what clothes it is? That's only for the people who live in Mechuzah. People in Mechuzah are very, very careful with their stuff. And therefore, um, they, th- these guys are very, very finicky. And they have very wide clothes. And it looks very similar to girls' clothes. And therefore, they really need precision stuff. And we're worried that they, if they check their clothes, might tilt it. But... Bnei people from the villages, Yada, their clothes are very different and they could find their clothes and their wife's clothes in front of the thing and that's no problem. Okay. And when did we say it's asur for the Bnei Mechuzah? That's only for the old people who have very, 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 very tight like that. But the kids, then it's not comparable and Merdei Yada, you could do it with, you do it from the light. Okay. Taner we learned to the Brayta and pulin, you can't take out the lice in public property. Why? Because people get disgusted when they see you doing it. A person shouldn't take something that makes him throw up in public property, because when people see you throw up, everyone always gets disgusted. The person takes off his um is his garments on Shabbat. Molel Vizorek. You squeeze with your fingers and you throw them. as long as you don't kill them. That's going to tana This Tanakama is saying that you're allowed to take it off on Shabbat. Aba notel You could take it and throw it as long as you don't squeeze with your fingers because if you squeeze with your fingers then we're worried that you'll kill it. Am I saying that right, Ralph? Un- unmute, Ralph. It's, it says rolling it. So you, rolling him off is, is no good but... And tossing it away. And what? Tossing it. And tossing it away. Okay, I don't know how you can do that, but okay. Amar of Huna. Halakha. <laughs> the halakha is molel <laughs> You're allowed to do it. This is the proper, this, this is the right way to do it because it doesn't kill them. Even during the week, you shouldn't kill them either. Raba would kill them. He would throw it into water, into a pitcher of water told his daughters, kill them." and I want to hear the sound when you kill them. Tanya, we the You can't kill a kina on Shabbat. You're allowed to kill a on Shabbat. Now, You can't make. Um, ...matches on Shabbat. La'ares. Lo tinok... ...l'abdov secheh. You can't make a deal with a... Uh, ...a kid for a rabbi to teach him. Lo abdov rood. Not to teach him a trade. Not to become an apprentice. Ve'en manichin avelim b'sabbat. You can't... ...in manichin... ...you can't um, comfort mourners on Shabbat. Ve'en manichin khalim... ...you can't visit the sick people on Shabbat. Because then you can feel bad. De'vede'ed Shabbat. Betel ...let's all these things allowed... If you go in to see a sick person, overwhelmingly you should say the following thing to him: Shabbat This is what we say every day in our every Shabbat in our minyan. When I finished the Misha for the cholim, we say these words: Shabbat which means Shabbat is holding you back from yelling, and the afroshimah should come quickly, which shows that we would be yelling, but we're not now. That's like, that's like saying in Yiddish, Nish Shabbos kirecht." Well, we can't talk about it on Shabbos. Nish Shabbos kiret. Okay? It's like, oh, I wouldn't talk about Shabbat, but... So we're saying Shabbat. We can't yell on Shabbat, but we would, and Hashem should send them for Hashlimah. Okay? Rabbi Omer, Yechulahi Shilachem. would say ha, ha, that the, the Shabbat is enough that Hashim should have mercy on you and make you better. Yebuda'ah said, HaMakom Yerachem Alecha, Hashem shall have mercy on you, and all the Jewish sick people. And Yossi said, HaMakom Yerachem Alecha, within the Holy of Israel. Hashem shall have pity on you, among the, amongst those who are sick in Kali Yisrael. Shavna Yishushalayim, this guy called Shavna, who lived in Yerushalayim, okay? when he would go in, he would say, Shalom, hi or we know when you go out, oh man, he would say, Shabbat, stop you from yelling, and the pharash come to you. Hashem has a lot of mercy. And you should go back in peace. You should never have any problems. Who does it go? This is a guy who has a sick person in his house. He should always... Change the name, he should mix his name amongst the rest people. Remember, the idea behind this is that you don't want to pray for, you, for the sick person that you know only. You don't want to be selfish. You want to pray for everyone who's sick. Don't just pray for the people in your family, include other people, according to Rabbi Yossi. Remember, because it was really the rabbis didn't want to allow a guy to visit a sick person on Shabbat and because she they allowed him to do it with, with a lot of pushing the rabbis allowed like Betel, not like Bet Shabbai. Okay. Amarabah we have two more minutes, guys, we have to we can't hit the, the sixty minute mark over here. Ki Kiyabin Azlabate, when we would follow the Baileyazir after the Belieazr, the shalui Bittifila to to ask for how a person is doing, Hamakom sometimes he would say, Hashem should uh, remember you in peace. Amad, sometimes he would say, Rahmana Yatkir something you said the word Yatkirinah, he should remember you, the word Yatkirh. Poked is is uh, call on you and Yakir is to remember you. Says how did he use Aramaic? A person shouldn't pray in Aramaic. A person in Aramaic. The angels ignore him because they don't speak Hebrew. They don't speak Bal Shani when you have a sick person, the imo. The difference, why he's a lot of praying in Aramaic for a sick person, is because whenever a sick person is sick, Hashem is over the bed of a sick person, and therefore, how do we know that the shikhinah is next to a choleh? Hashem is adenu al Hashem will help you at the bed of a sick person. Tanya, we have a brighter like this also. If you go in to see a sick person, don't sit on the bed. on Rather, you wrap yourself up, and sit next to him. Because the is on top of his head. i had a in What? Yes. wrap yourself up. Wrap, oh, uh, hold on. Uh, give me a second. Right? Hashem should always protect you. Therefore, a person should always, that's how we know that Hashem always takes care of sick people. Amen Amen